It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Coming up on this very special edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast, an exclusive conversation with the first black man to play, start, win a Super Bowl, and become a Super Bowl MVP. The great Doug Williams, kind enough to join us for an extended conversation on Super Bowl 57, what he thinks of Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes making history, and where he sees Eric Bieniemy and the commanders heading. That's all next, right here on LOC. Come and join us. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Commanders fans and NFL fans, welcome aboard to this edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast. We are with you on this particular edition as we approach Super Bowl 57 Sunday in Arizona. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Your daily podcast cover the Washington Commanders and a sprinkle of the NFL free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. Of course, we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. My partner, David Harrison, off for this edition. He'll return on the next episode of LOC. You can check him out, SI.com, Fan Nation, and Commander Country, covering and writing about the Washington Commanders. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. You can find me and Pete Medhurst live Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon, along with this show, anytime, live, free, and on demand on the Odyssey app. Uh, and also, you can check me out in Command Post Magazine, a Rick Snyder production, a subscription-based Commanders publication. When we're not here or there, you can check us out on Twitter. David is at dharrison82. I'm at Russellmania621. That's Russellmania621 at dharrison82 and the show at LO Commanders. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Nissan. The only thing more exciting than the big game is the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. There's only a few days left until the Super Bowl. Aria. Ready? That's right. The Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Well, as we mentioned on this edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast, we have the absolute pleasure of being joined by the legend, Doug Williams. You know why it's important. Not much needs to be said on a week like this. Here's part one. Enjoy. All right, he is a Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl 22, part of the great history of this Washington NFL franchise. He was the first black quarterback to start, play, win a Super Bowl. And on the eve of Super Bowl 57 with Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, who better to have on and to talk to and 
to let you guys hear from than the great Doug Williams. The legend himself is kind enough to join us. He is currently a special assistant to President Jason Wright with the Washington Commanders and just a great all-around person. Uh, and, Doug, I'm so honored that, you know, you're giving me some time and appreciate you. How are you, pal? I'm, I'm great, Chris, and appreciate you having me on, too. Looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for making time for us. Before we get to the Super Bowl, uh, and, and you'll be out there and all that, and we'll get to that in a sec, Doug, last year, last week, I should say, on January 31st, we celebrated the 35th anniversary of that Super Bowl, Super Bowl 22 at Jack Murphy Stadium, which doesn't even exist anymore, <laughs> uh, that you guys won 42-10 to 10 over the Denver Broncos that you played in, started in, won the Super Bowl MVP in. Uh, everybody knows what you did. Uh, even if they weren't actually live to see the game, everybody has studied the annals. Um, when that anniversary comes up, do you, do you think about a lot of – the significance of, of that day, both what it meant for society and also what it meant in your career and in your life? Or do you kind of treat it as, you know, well, it, it was a long time ago. It's special, but it's kind of the same day. Chris, first of all, let me say that it has been a long time ago, yeah. but but I don't think there's a, a day come by or go that I don't remember something about that day. Yeah. You know, I know how significant it, it is to, to me, uh, my family, and to uh, Black America, you know, we're we talking history. That's that's the key to this whole whole thing. We're not just talking about some guy that just passed by. And you know, I think about the fact that if, if it had been somebody else, it had been Randall Cunningham, Orrin Moon, uh, anybody like that, I, I think I feel the same way about what transpired and, and what this week is all about. So yes, I, I think um, that day will forever be there and. I'm glad I was able to do it here in the Washington area and, and uh, for the DMV. I think that was the most important thing, you know, just just being here and, and working with the commanders and and traveling around the DMV. You know, I feel it every day because no matter where I am, somebody's going to mention it, and and that's a good feeling when you when you think about it. When I walk into this office and walk into the front door, you know, you got through three Super Bowl trophies up there, mm -hmm. and knowing that you was a part of one of them is, is a great great feeling and the fact that we still here to enjoy no doubt about it uh and it was an amazing day and i i was only 13 i think at the time but i remember watching it in my friend's living room and just going bonkers because of the significance and because of what you guys did in that second quarter to obviously blow out that game um before we get to the rest of that game how much extra pressure internally did you feel that week that day that maybe you didn't share with the public the media because of the circumstances and just because, hey, it's a Super Bowl and I might not get another opportunity here. Well, look, let me let me tell you how I handled that, Chris. You know, it, it wasn't from a pressure standpoint because I, being an athlete all my life and knowing it's about competing, uh, what I learned to do during that time is never put pressure on yourself because mm -hmm. whoever you play going to put enough pressure on you and, and everything else. So you don't need no added pressure. Uh, but my job was going out to San Diego. I knew it was a whole lot of uh, media and a whole lot of things surrounding that game, and it was about me more than anything. It was about the black quarterback. And I thought the most important thing was not to get wrapped up into being a black quarterback. I knew, I knew what color I was. I knew who I was. I think the most important part for me was to go out to San Diego, enjoy yourself. When, when the NFL say it's time for you to talk to the media, talk to the media, Go to practice, uh, get in your playbook, and enjoy your, yourself. So I, I didn't go there 
thinking that I got to do this because I'm black. I got so many black people depending on me. That that wasn't my theory. My my theory was all about doing what was best for the Washington Redskins at that particular time. And I felt like if I can go out there and perform between the lines, and, and I understand the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. There's so many, there's so many things around the Super Bowl that happen that the players are not involved in. So you can't worry about what goes on outside of the game. The most important thing is the game, and you prepared yourself during the season for a game. And that's how you got to look at it. We was playing the Denver Bronco, Broncos in a game. And you go out there and perform that now. When things are over with, and I said this then, you know, when it's over with, you can color me any color you want because I already know what color I am. So I know it was a significant day for, for, for black history, uh, for America. But more than black folks was pulling for Doug Williams. There's a whole lot of other folks pulling for Doug Williams. So at the end of the day, uh, you know, we was able to win the game. But at the, at the other at the other end of it, enjoy what came with it. That is uh, that answer like gives me a little goosebumps, you know, because <laughs> I, I I don't know if I can explain it and 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 get a better answer from you than uh, you just provided. The legendary Doug Williams kind enough to join us from Ashburn from the team headquarters before he heads to Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Uh, so we're so thrilled to have uh, this time. When you got hurt in that first quarter, Doug, and you guys are down ten nothing going into the second. What was going through your mind? What do you remember? Did, did you know you were coming back in the game? Did you think it was serious? Did you think it was getting away from you? Do you remember like what you were kind of thinking after you got that uh, banged up a little bit there? Well, well, let me say this. First of all, I already knew I had a bad left knee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I had a bad right. left knee going into the game. Right. And when I hyperextended my knee at that particular time, you know, I left it straight. I didn't know exactly what had happened. Uh, but I do know when uh, the trainer ran out, Kioki ran out, and he was about to touch me, and I told him, don't touch me, because I told him, if the good Lord let me get up, I'm going to finish this game. Mm. And I got up on my own, you know, limped to the sideline, and, you know, we still had two downs left before we punted, and, you know, got the attention of the trainers and everything, and took a couple of ad bills and, and shook it out a little bit. I was still limping. It was still hurting. And when we got the ball back, Coach Gibbs walked back to me and he said, Douglas, you ready? I said, yeah, Coach. He said, well, let's get this sucker to rolling. Not knowing he mean 18 plays, we were going to score 35 points. He just said, let's get this sucker to rolling. And uh, the first pass from scrimmage, um, Mike Haynes walked up to the the line of scrimmage, wanted to press Ricky Sanders. And, you know, in practice, we always practice that. If a a cornerback walk up to press you, no help, don't have a safety behind him, Hey, our receiver was better than their defense, defensive backs, and that's the way we thought. So it was supposed to be just a simple Charlie 10 hitch, seven-yard boom, hitch. But, no, he came up and wanted, wanted to be – I guess he, he started feeling himself and wanted to pressure Ricky Sanders, and Ricky ran by him. And my job was to lay it out there. That, and it led to a TD, and after that it was to Gary Clark. It was back to Ricky. It was Timmy Smith. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the half, it was Clint Diddy. You know, and by that time – 35 to 10, and um, went to the dressing room, bugle, walked up to me. He called me Stud. He said, hey, Stud, if you don't want to, because I was hurting. I was hurting at halftime. He said, if you don't want to, you don't have to go back in. And I can remember telling bugle, I said, no. I said, I started this job. I'm going to finish it. And, uh, you know, went let the doctors do what they do at halftime and come back out. And 
finished the game, and after the game, I was badly walking. I was dragging my dragging my leg along off the field, man. But I had my helmet held up high, and uh, was thinking that yesterday didn't matter to me. Tomorrow, I know nothing about. But today, you know, I felt like I had reached the mountaintop. Uh, you absolutely did, and then some. Super Bowl Twenty Two MVP Doug Williams, our guest. All right, some great memories from Doug Williams there in part one of our conversation coming up next. Doug remembers the late great Bobby Bethard, and a Super Bowl prediction of sorts. That's next, right here on Locked On Commanders. But first, this episode is brought to you by Ultimate. Football GM. That's right. With the football season coming to an end, don't let it end by playing Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of being an NFL GM, running your own franchise, building through the draft, free agency, signing players, hiring and firing coordinators, trading players, it is up for grabs at Ultimate Football GM. You run the show. That's right. And it's easy. And here's what we want you to do. Sign up, get aboard, Ultimate Football GM, Locked On Commanders listeners. You're going to get a 100% free boost to your franchise when using the promo code Locked On. But here's what we need you to do. Use Locked On in all caps. That's all caps, Locked On, in the game store. Again, that's Locked On in all caps. So make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, back here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Again, we thank you for making us your first listen and watch of the day. Very special guest and my privilege and honor to bring you part two of our conversation with the great Doug Williams as he heads to Super Bowl 57 later on this week to celebrate in such a momentous occasion. Here's part two. Uh, Doug, as we mentioned, two black quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, uh, going to be facing off first time that has happened, obviously, considering your history. I know you're heading to Phoenix uh, later on this week for the game. Um, what does this tell us about the progress that you were so intricately involved in, again, in Super Bowl 22, that here we are 35 years later, and just having celebrated that Super Bowl 22 victory, that now we have two black quarterbacks squaring off against each other? Well, Chris, you know, when you look at it realistically, it's kind of unfortunate that uh, we just made it here because, you know, if, if the guys that deserve an opportunity before me had gotten the opportunity, we might not be here. We've been here probably past this. We probably, that probably would have happened 35 years ago. You never know. Yeah. But, but it, but it happened this week. And then we got, we got to look at that as progress from, from which it all started from which, you know, I won 35 years ago and here now 35 years later that we, we had made progress. Russell Wilson did it 25 years after I did it. 
Um, now it's 35, 10 more years later. We've had eight guys that of color to play in the Super Bowl. But, you know, I look at this whole thing now that we don't have to come back and say uh, a black quarterback making history playing in the Super Bowl because we you can only play two quarterbacks at a time, so we got two. So that's that's over with. The only thing we got to do now is, from the NFL standpoint actually is to improve on hiring black coaches. Right. You know, there's a lot of black coaches out there that deserve an opportunity to – to, to coach that is not getting that opportunity. And I think, uh, you know, you talk about a black eye. Other than that, if you want to uncover the black eye, we need to have more black coaches. Uh, and that's where, obviously, I was going to head. And one of those is Eric Bieniemy, who's going to be the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, has been, has done a brilliant job with Andy Reid, uh, has interviewed, I think, I don't know, 14 or 15 different teams over the course of the last four or five years, hasn't been able to get a head coaching job. He's still up for the Indianapolis Colts job as we speak here, Doug. Why do you think it hasn't worked for him? Yeah, that, that's unfortunate, though. I, there ain't no way in the world, West hell, that, that Eric B. Enemy should not have a job in this league. You know, I've been around Eric the last summer at, at the quarterback summit in, in L.A., and just in the room listening to him, man, I can't imagine not having a guy like that to motivate my team. And and, and he'd been with Andy Reid and, and done one heck of a job. You know, it's unfortunate. Uh, I just think somewhere along the line, it's about the owners more than anything. I think uh, the commissioner, Goodell, and, and, and Troy Vincent has done everything possible to to make this happen. But, but at the end of the day, if you don't open the owner's heart, and, and, and their head and look at it from a realistic standpoint and get them an opportunity to, to meet these people instead of having headhunters do their job for them. I think they need to sit down and go to dinner with them, drink coffee with them, whatever they want to do to find out, you know, how is this individual? I'm talking about talking to the black candidates that are out there. When you look around, you know, you got the enemy, you got Leslie Frazier, you got Raheem Mars. Coach Carwell should have never been out of job. I mean, you look around, there's too many good coaches out there Steve that deserve Wilkes, an opportunity. Brian Flores, that yeah. yeah, I sorry to jump in. Steve Wilkes, Brian Flores, uh, you know, and 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 Coach Flores got the Vikings uh, defensive coordinator spot. We'll see what happens with Coach Wilkes. Um, but I, I you know, and specifically about the enemy, Doug. I mean, there are a lot of rumors that, you know, if he doesn't get the Colts head coaching job, which I think everybody wants him to get you know, that maybe he could be an offensive coordinator somewhere else other than Kansas City and specifically in Washington. Do you do you think that – I not that that's a necessary step for him, but do you think if he were to not get the Colts head coaching job that maybe it would help him taking an offensive coordinator's position somewhere else, maybe the commanders, where he has complete autonomy and maybe is not in the proverbial shadow of Andy Reid? Well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say yes because, you know, I think he has to make that decision, you know, and if he got an opportunity to go elsewhere, if if, if it doesn't get the head coaching job, that will strictly be up to him. But I, but I think any team that has the enemy as their offensive coordinator would put their arms around him and, and let him work. I mean, nobody's been in more details and, 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 and orchestrating – certain offense than, than the enemy has. You know, you, everybody say he don't call plays. Well, you know what? That's about three or four guys that have worked for Andy Reid don't call plays. The guy that left Sean McVay in L.A. don't call plays. The guy that left Kyle Shanahan don't call plays. 
you know, if you leave uh, my man up in Green Bay, don't call play. So don't use the don't call play. You know, Hackett didn't call no plays in Green Bay, but he got a job. So let's not use that excuse. That that excuse is old. Uh, Saying why you don't hire him, I mean, that's the most important thing. Give him the answer. You know, and some people say, well, he didn't interview well. You know the question of that? Who's in the interview? That's the thing. Who's in it? (laughs) You know, so we don't really know. And maybe they're not a good listener. Well, you know? maybe they are. I think you you know this, Chris. You know, let's talk about the Rooney rules. You look at all the jobs that was open this year, right? And every last one of them interviewed two or more black candidates. You know that the mentality is let's do this so we can get the Rooney rule out the way, and then we hire who we want to. That right. I don't care what you say. That's basically what is happening. Right. You know, and that's the unfortunate part of it. They circumvent the Rooney rule. The legendary Doug Williams with us, of course, Super Bowl 22 MVP uh, and the first black quarterback to start win a Super Bowl. And of course, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes this Sunday, Super Bowl 57. Um, Before we run out of time, Doug, and I, again, appreciate you so much. Uh, Bobby Beathard passed away last week and he was, you know, the architect in a lot of ways of your Super Bowl championship team and others in Washington and had a brilliant career surrounding that in Miami and San Diego what was your relationship like with him both before the Super Bowl, after, and in life afterwards? Let me say, Bobby is Super Bowl. You know, he, after I talked to Joe Gibbs when the, when the USFL folded, the next voice on the book, on the phone was Bobby Beffer. And, you know, he we was talking about coming up here and he was happy to have me and we agreed. I came up, got a chance to sit down and talk to Bobby. You know, I was fortunate enough, you know, Bobby Beffer and, and, you know, just his office was open and, and had a chance to just sit down, you know, and just add out certain things with the younger players. And Bobby would always, always ask me about the young players. Mm-hmm. You know, I figured he thought I'd been around a little bit and the young players. And, and just the last year or so, to be honest with you, Bobby used to call me uh, twice every month or so. And all he would say, I'm just checking in on you. You know, up until late the last few few weeks or months or so, I hadn't heard from Bobby and, and Jeff, who works in here. You know, I, I see Jeff and I always ask him about his dad. But I think if you look at the, the Washington Com- Redskins commanders, you know, you have to put Bobby Beffitt, and he's in the Hall of Fame, which he deserved. You got to put Bobby Beffitt's name on any trophy in this building. Because it was Bobby Belton and Joe Gibbs who was the architect of what we transpired here in in the Washington area, and and you know I I'm glad that he got his flowers with the Hall of Fame, and uh, I'm sure he's gonna rest in heaven with the fact that everybody appreciate Bobby Belton. I know I do. Uh, that's a wonderful, wonderful uh, answer and tribute uh, to a brilliant man from everything that I've read and known and and studied. Uh, Doug Williams with us for one more. And again, can't thank you enough, Doug. Um, you're a special advisor assistant to Jason Wright with the Washington Commanders. You know, it's been a tumultuous time. I, I know things are still very much changing, <clears throat> so I won't put you in a bad spot. <laughs> Where what is the state of this franchise right now in your eyes, being in that building all the time and being who you are, and where are we heading? Well, I think the good part about me being in this building, you know, we're still dealing with the football part. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's going to happen, what's going to transpire, you know, I could not tell you, uh, you know, I don't know whether I'm going to still be here and anybody else that adheres that, but I think the most important thing is to, to do your job. You know, do what we're doing. That's all you can ask for. It's um, do what you're doing and whoever, if, if there is, um, assume this team, just hope that they would look at um, the whole picture and and make a decision on what they want to do. You know, I think that's the only way you can you can face this because we, we really don't know what's happening. And uh, one last one, I lied. You got to pick for uh, Sunday, Super Bowl 57? Oh, or You know, Chris, you know, I, I'm lucky. I'm lucky because, you know, I can't, I cannot lose, you know, and true. I think that's the best way for me to look at this thing. Well, not is Jalen and Patrick are my two picks to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Doug, uh, <laughs> again, I, I learned something and 10 things every time I get to talk to you. Uh, you've been so kind to me. I, I know, you know, we run into each other occasionally uh, around town. And, and and again, you you and your family are wonderful, and you've always been so kind to me. Uh, I'm lucky to get this opportunity to talk to you, especially on a week like this. Uh, happy 35th-plus anniversary, uh, and uh, congratulations on everything that you've uh, done to put us as a society and the <laughs> NFL in this spotlight. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate you. All right, Chris. Take Doug, care. be safe. All right. Thank you so All much right. for doing this. All right. All right. Once again, thanks to the great Doug Williams for joining us. Also, thanks to the commander's PR staff for assisting and facilitating G Medina and uh, Sean uh, for their help in arranging that particular Great interview. Hope you enjoyed. Please click on the link. Please download, subscribe, share, spread the word. Um, because Doug, you know, I guess as timely as a guest as you can pretty much get uh, in a situation like this for all the reasons. Coming up, one candidate is out and one is very much in play for the commanders. The latest is coming up next. But first, guys, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. That's right, Prize Picks and PrizePicks.com. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to pick between two and six players. They've upped the ante now a little bit. Uh, and especially with the big game coming up this Sunday and the NBA and NHL in full throttle and college hoops and much, much more, you pick between two and six players, and if they score more or less, Based on your pick, then their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money. That's right. It used to be 10 times. Now it's 25 times. How about that? On any entry. No competing against other people. No competing against me or David or anybody like that. You compete against the prize picks projection. And again, you can um, get projections and players in every sport that you watch, from the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, which is about to come up here in a little bit as pitchers and catchers report. Uh, of course, men's college hoops as the tournament is getting closer. NASCAR is back underway. You know the deal. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's simple, easy, safe, and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks is going to give you 100. You realize it 50. Price Picks is going to give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100.
news. And we thank Prize Picks for being a part of LOC. And also our friends at Built Bar. Yeah, they want to keep you fueled. That's right. If you need a meal replacement, a post-workout treat, a late-night dessert, Built Bars are the best. You know, we got through the holidays, all the cookies and the desserts and all that. We'll need to eat healthier. I certainly do. I can tell you that much. Uh, but one way that I try is with my Bilt Bars. That's right. I leave them in my car, especially because it's cold out uh, and the winter and the chocolate won't melt. So I know they're there. I have one almost every morning on my way in during the horrible traffic around the DMV. You can have it again in the morning, afternoon, night, late night, dessert, Meal replacement, snack in between, whatever you want. They are so good. 100% soft, easy to chew, covered in real chocolate. Oh, so many flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond, whatever you like, mint chocolate as well. And now you don't have to just get your built bars at built.com. No, that's right. You can walk into your own Walmart, your nearest Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of uh, Built Bars, a four-bar box. Get a couple of boxes, cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs. Yeah, it's all there for you. Or, hey, check out this. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box. That's right. That'll cover you for a while and hit up the great flavors that Built has. Trust us. You will thank us later. All right, wrapping up shop here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Again, thanks to the legend, Doug Williams for joining us. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. A couple of news and notes per the athletic and Odyssey DC's Ben Standing. There's mutual interest for Eric Bieniemy to join the commanders for their OC position. But first he says, look, I'm not even interviewing. I'm not even thinking about it. Uh, really. Uh, I'm worried. I'm going for the head coaching position of the Indianapolis Colts. That's the one team he's interviewed for in this cycle. Jim Mersey said on uh, Tuesday evening that he is days away from making a decision, not hours, whatever that means. We will see what happens. Biennemi said he will talk to Andy Reid after the Super Bowl about his status moving forward. Of course, his contract is up. So if you believe that, there is some chance that he could still return to Kansas City as an offensive coordinator. Now, Charles London, who was the Atlanta Falcons quarterback coach and who interviewed a couple of weeks ago for the commander's offensive coordinator position, he's out of the running. He took a job with the Tennessee Titans as their passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. That officially announced by the team. So I don't believe, I don't believe London would then turn around and be picked, A, by the commanders, and B, be able to get out of his contract and so on. I suppose it could happen, but pretty much the writing on the wall uh, there. And just as important, because they promoted uh, another coach from their staff internally to their offensive coordinator position, the Tennessee Titans did, that removes one contender for Biennemi's services, if he does not get the Colts head coaching job, if he does not re-up on a contract with the Kansas City Chiefs, and that would leave the Washington Commanders and the Baltimore Ravens seemingly as the only two contenders left, perhaps, perhaps uh, he could go to Tampa, but he has not been connected there uh, just yet. And I suppose with whoever the new head coach is in Arizona, he could go there, but again, hasn't interviewed there as well. And Chris Harris, the uh, veteran assistant coach, young, energetic, uh, who's been with the commanders for the last three years, 
his move to the Tennessee Titans, which we've talked about and analyzed, was officially announced on Tuesday as well as the new defensive pass game coordinator and quarterbacks coach, cornerbacks coach, I should say, uh, as he leaves the commanders as expected. He was looking around for a defensive coordinator job, apparently did not get one, so decided to join officially the Tennessee Titans. All right, guys, we want to thank you again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. Come on back. For the next episode, again, David will be with you, and then we'll get together again before the end of the week with our final Super Bowl 57 predictions and some prop bets. Yeah, we will keep you busy. Thanks to our friends at FanDuel's. Now subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, in-depth analysis, the biggest games like Super Bowl 57, with key NFL predictions every Friday and Monday. Local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. There's only one game left. Locked on NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. If you want to hop in, it's locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com, or you can DM us at LO Commanders. That's at LO Commanders. That's going to do it for us today, Commanders fans. Thanks again for joining us. And again, we appreciate Doug Williams for making such time for us and bringing such wonderful, wonderful memories uh, of Super Bowl XXII, Bobby Beathard, and more, and such great perspective on what this Sunday night means and what it meant 35 years ago uh, to win and star in the Super Bowl. One of three Super Bowl wins for this Washington NFL franchise. For David Harrison, covering the Washington Commanders for SI.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We will be back as we march to the final game of the season right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.